You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. My name is Angie, and I'm helping to host today. We've got Mr. Mark Bird with Revive Ohio also in the studio. Hello. Hey, good day, Angie. Good day. We are on this really fascinating journey talking about discipleship. Why discipleship and what sparks it? Yeah, it's a big word, Angie. Discipleship is a big word. And what does spark it? Like, and what is it all about? And so it's really a deep topic and one that's going to take some weeks to unpack. Yeah, definitely. Because it's just such a broad topic and there's so much to it. And the deeper you go, the more gold you find, right? Right. And last week we did talk a little bit about why discipleship. And a lot of that is because it's commanded to us. It didn't sound like an option when Jesus said, go and make disciples. (laughs) Right. He was pretty firm about it. Yeah. He said, go. He didn't say, if you choose. Right. No, he said, go and make disciples. So it is commanded. So this week, we're going to talk about the benefits of, is it us being a disciple or is it the benefits of us discipling others or are we doing both? That's really good. And I like to say, Angie, that all of God's blessings are two-sided. Mm-hmm. It's like a two-edged sword, right? It it goes forth uh, when you're blessing someone else, but really is the better blessing or the bigger blessing back to you, the giver? Right. You know, I, I've experienced that many times and I think that that's the way God intended it even. And then yeah. we actually get blessed. Well, and like you said, it's it's kind of a circle. We mm. want to disciple others. We become the disciple. Right. And when we become the disciple, we want to be able to disciple others. Amen. <laughs> so Amen. it is a cycle. Yes. And that, only God can work that out, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So today we want to dive into a f- couple scriptures here. And first of all, I'm going to start off in uh, Psalm 116. I love uh, how this works out in verse 12. It says, what shall I render to the Lord? for all his benefits toward me. I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord now in the presence of all his people. And I'm just thinking about the benefits, like how in the world could I ever benefit the Lord? Right. I couldn't, but all that happens is God pours out these blessings that are beneficial to us. And you know, because the scripture says in his presence is the fullness of joy, Angie. Mm. You know, when we worship him, we get to come into his presence. Mm -hmm. God doesn't get to be any more God. He's as powerful as he's ever going to be, but we get to be a partaker of those blessings and those benefits. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's so awesome. I think you got a scripture too, Angie. Psalm 68, verses 19 and 20. And I know that you read out of the New King James, but this one is the New International Version. So Psalm 68, 19 and 20. Praise be to the Lord, to the God, our Savior, who daily bears our burdens. Our God is a God who saves from the sovereign Lord, comes escape from death. That's a benefit, Angie, (laughs) isn't it? It, there's, There's so much that is a benefit in this. Yeah. I mean, we can praise the Lord because of a lot of things, but it breaks down to we don't go through life alone and we don't have to worry about death. And I think you could speak to this more so maybe than a lot of people, Angie, but when you get to praise him, it's not that I have to praise him, but when we get to, Mm. 
Those are the times when the Lord reveals more to us. Yeah. And he takes us to those deeper places. So I want to head towards Psalm 103 now, Angie, because this is a, a very familiar passage of scripture and often quoted, but I want our listeners to meditate on this with me. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Mm. There's enough benefits right there that I would (laughs) sign up for immediately. Yeah, that's true. And I love it that he's saying, forget not all these benefits. And so these are the things that as you meditate, as you literally, I feel like, fall down at the feet of the Lord, bless the Lord, oh my soul. That that um, Hebrew word there is barak. It means to to fall down, prostate, right, before the Lord. And forget as you're meditating, as you're um, getting into his presence, just begin to remember him for his loving kindness. And all the things, these things listed are things that he wants to shower us with. He wants to pour out upon us. I'm reminded of the scripture that says how he wants to lavish his love upon us. Mm. And I just love that. And, And when you sit there in his presence, that's when you begin to be reminded and loved on and blessed, all of those things. And so finally, Angie, as we wrap up this portion of reading today, I want to take us to a New Testament passage of Scripture, and this is in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, starting in verse 20, and it says, For all the promises of God in Him are yes, and in Him, amen, to the glory of God through us. I think that's key to the scripture. Now, he who establishes us with you in Christ has anointed and has anointed us is God, who also has sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts as a deposit. We could preach on and on and on on this, Angie, but I just think that it further elaborates the promises of God, the blessings of God, the the benefits of being his. He establishes us, he anoints us, and he seals us. That's what he does. If that isn't the greatest benefits ever, those are eternal benefits, and they far outweigh anything on this earth, Angie. Absolutely. So what... Here's the thing I need you to circle back around and tell me how this ties into discipleship. Okay, it's perfect. So we cannot, no Christian on earth can disciple someone else except that Christ disciples us. Mm. And those benefits, see, in the Great Commission, he says, teaching them to observe all I've commanded you. And it's like, Here's what you can have by being a part of God's family. Here's what you can get to know. Here's what you can get to receive. Again, not to just heap upon yourselves, but to turn around and bless others. Turn around and disciple others. Turn around and teach others. It's these benefits are available. So if you show up with a bucket, when God pours out his blessings per se in a bucket, 
you got nothing to give unless Christ makes that deposit, unless he seals you, unless he anoints you. And when you understand that and receive that, then you can turn around and bless others. And and I guess to put it into some real world, I guess more practical for today, there are people everywhere who are hurting and mm. who are in search of something. And here we are saying there is a God who can heal all your diseases and who can forgive all of your sins and who can also save your life from destruction. Right. This is giving them hope. And so these benefits are what people are looking for. Right. And it's our job to go and tell them. Exactly. And that's how the multiplication starts to happen. And it takes me to the woman at the well as well. And of course, their discussion was about physical water because they were at a well. Right. But then Jesus turned it into, but if you drink of this water that I give, you'll never thirst again. Right. And that is, is that not the benefit, right? Yeah. Okay. Physical water is beneficial for a time and a season for our physical bodies. But Jesus turned it around and said, but man, I've got something called living water mm. in which it will quench your thirst eternally. And I think that's yeah. really what we're talking about is making eternal benefits, right? Or right. or sharing eternal benefits. I guess we need to start with what do we see as benefits of living this life with Christ? How can we capture more of his benefits? And how can we share those benefits with people we hear all around right. us? That's basically our testimony, just sharing your testimony. I know that I was in the muck and the mire yeah. and God pulled me out, just yanked me out of there. Thank God. Yes. Right. And so I know there's others out there who feel like they're in sitting in a mud puddle and can't get out. And I've been there. Yeah. And so this is how we share the good news. And that's discipleship. And there are people also, Angie, that have experienced the same things and would love nothing more than to help pour into someone else. Mm -hmm. And here's what happens. They both get discipled. Mm. Honestly. And so, yeah, that's the thing that I guess I want to make sure we say before we're done. You know, I talked about this the other day. Discipleship is is really that walking it out day by day and really investing in somebody, but you don't have to have it all together. Right. You don't have to be perfect. Don't wait until you're quote unquote ready. Right. Right. You could just be searching yourself, but why not walk that walk with somebody else? It starts with a simple conversation. And I firmly believe that God pairs people in the yes. way that they should be put together and, and move forward. And, and I've seen it in my own life as well. Yes. There's just, just start. Yeah. Just got to start. It's by God's design. Yeah. I really believe Absolutely. that. All right. Really great scriptures that we covered today. What about today's testimony? I am extremely excited today because my dear friend and partner in the gospel, uh, Barb Hicks, is on the line with us today. Barb, welcome to the program. Thank you, and good morning. Yeah, so Barb is also uh, a partner of mine in Time to Revive and Revive Ohio, and Barb actually heads up our discipleship program here for Revive Ohio. And as we are beginning to open up this topic of discipleship, I really wanted the listeners to hear today what Barb's heart is in discipleship because, it man, it gravitates to me and lifts me up and builds me up and reminds me how important discipleship is to Jesus, but really to all of us in the Christian realm. Barb, 
What made you kind of raise your hand and say, you know, I'll help out in discipleship? Well, at the very beginning, when I was introduced to Revive, I listened to how they handled situations after new believers came to Christ. And just the whole concept of someone actually doing life with them after they've made that decision really appealed to me because I didn't have anyone that did that with me. Mm -hmm. And I was a part of growing up, I was a part of door knocking and trying to win people to the Lord, but then that was it. So when I heard about this concept of actually spending time with someone and discipling them, it just rang a bell with me and really seared my heart. So Barb, you've talked to people that have, I guess, if you will, entered into discipleship relationships, as we encourage people to do. What are some of the practical goods and bads that you've experienced, and you've even had experience yourself in this discipleship realm, Barb? That's right. And sometimes they are amazing. Other times you just kind of need to keep searching for someone who really wants to grow and learn in the Lord. I had an amazing one with a gal that gave her life to Christ for the very first time, who was in her 30s, had never attended Sunday school and church, didn't even know the song, Jesus Loves Me. So it was a squeaky new believer relationship. And so I got to spend almost two years with her, actually a little over two years. And just learn the ins and outs of the Bible, just the very basic things we started out with, and it was amazing. Um, you know, there may be other folks that just want to be encouraged or want to grow in the Lord. So, you know, the most important thing is to be available and be searching, be asking God, who can I pour into on a long-term basis to help them grow in Christ? So, Barb, I'm wondering this, like somebody listening to this that is not familiar with our discipleship program, or really discipleship uh, as a whole, but they're listening to this and they're like, wow, two years, like, I don't know that I could commit to that. Can you talk about that, Barb? I mean, when did you start Mm -hmm. forcing church down her throat? Yeah, actually, I never did force church down her throat. Um, And when we started the relationship, there was no, well, this is going to take a year and I'm going to spend one hour with you every week. If you try to structure it that way to begin with, before they really develop a hunger for God's Word, it's probably not going to turn out very well. I said, let's take this a week at a time. I figured out a time that worked with her schedule, not necessarily mine, but it just happened to. And I was faithful to her availability every week. And then it just developed. As long as she was interested in in learning and in growing and in hearing more about God's Word, the more I wanted to spend time with her. And before you know it, it becomes a relationship that you're just excited about uh, seeing her the next week. So it, it doesn't start off the way it, of, it often ends. You just need to be open to the Lord's leading and be willing and available. Yeah, so then we talk about the truth, Barb, and this is the truth because we talk about it a lot, but the truth of discipleship can be messy, What do you think about Mm -hmm. that, Barb? Absolutely. If you become a person in their life that they know that they can count on you, life happens, and sometimes it's ugly. And if they know they can depend on you, you may be the first call that they make when they're in a jam or when life gets ugly or they walk over a landmine. It happens. And sometimes 
they retreat, they decide, no, I'm done with this. I don't have the time for this. They lose interest. Um, sometimes it flourishes. And when you become that person, that relationship in their life, it is just the most satisfying thing ever because you know that you're pouring into and investing in a person who may do amazing things for the kingdom. So it's, it's really, really rewarding, but you do have to be open to, um, you know, hardships might come and you may need to help them walk through that, but, but you're, that's what you sign up for. So that's a good thing. Yeah, it reminds me, Barb, of uh, John chapter 21, where the disciples are out fishing. Jesus comes upon them again. This is after he's resurrected. And he talks to Peter then after Peter comes ashore. And what he says three times is, Peter, feed my sheep. And, And that's what I hear you really saying, Barb. It's like, no matter what they need, they need fed. And sometimes it could be this and another day it might be that right so sometimes Mm -hmm. you know you're feeding them the word you're sitting down you're diving into the word together at other times they're in a desperate situation i love how you describe that they just stepped on a landmine so guess what Mm -hmm. throwing the bible at them at that moment isn't necessarily the answer it's doing the life and it's continuing to be a bridge be a back to the Lord Absolutely. because you said they might want to they might want to throw in the towel they might want to say this mm-hmm. is not worth it I'm too busy all these excuses but if they see us as a bridge right that's what I think Absolutely. A, a disciple maker is and Barb what about those people that say because you've heard this probably more times than me but what about the people that say I could never be a disciple maker Yeah, that's just the voice of the enemy. If you've accepted Christ as your Savior and you're actively uh, plugged into some kind of accountability group, a church or or a small group, and you're growing in the Lord, you can disciple someone. And it may very well be someone that started where you're starting and you grow and learn together. But you have that experience where Christ has just changed your life. So that's where you start. And when they hear the change that happened in you, they're probably going to hunger for the same change. So absolutely, you can disciple someone, if, even if you're a brand new baby beginner in Christ. I love it, Barb, because what Jesus didn't say, like if you look at Peter, you know, James and John, and when he met them, they were fishing, and he didn't say, now listen, I need you to enlist in this 12-week discipleship course and then follow me. He just said, follow me, right? And (laughs) and I love it because it's like, you know, like Paul said, you know, to the Corinthians, he said, hey, imitate me as I imitate Christ. It's like this process. We're walking this out. And uh, I've I've watched you um, help people. Barb, in a, in a very relatively short matter of time, just say, hey, just drop your net and go, and God will use you. And what really happens, Barb, which I think is one of the most amazing pieces, is if you sign up to be a disciple maker, you're really signing up to be a disciple. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So each one of us can be a disciple mm-hmm. and a disciple maker. Would you agree? Sure. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Barb, when we talk about this, like, what does Christ require? What is Jesus requiring of us? Like, when he gave us the Great Commission, and really mm-hmm. the crazy thing is, when Jesus gave us the Great Commission, we think of it as evangelizing. 
Like that's what we say. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, the Great Commission. Well, then I liken that to going and preaching. But really, that's not mm-hmm. what he said in Matthew 28. He said, go and make disciples. Right. Yes. And he said in that same area, Matthew 28, it also says, and teach them all of the things that I've commanded you. So that's, that's an order. Get out there and mm-hmm. help and teach and help build someone's life in Christ. If we teach someone, it requires time and it requires a commitment. And so we need to just initially make that commitment to go out there and find someone and invest your life in them so that you can help teach them all of the things that he's commanded us. And we might learn something along the way too, right, Barb? Absolutely. Every time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Barb, you have taught and led and trained disciple makers, if you will, in several cities now. What's your Mm -hmm. experience been like, Barb, in introducing this concept of disciple making to believers? Yeah, it's really interesting. And sometimes it's mixed feelings. But I think everyone knows if they're a believer and a follower of Christ, that they need to be actively investing in someone else. I mean, this is a verse that you can't really deny or ignore. So I think we all need to know that. And on the whole part, largely, when people hear the concept, they are like, wow, I need to be doing that. Teach me how, show me how. So it's been fun to watch in these discipleship classes, the excitement in people's eyes. This is a way that I can be used of the Lord and that I can pour into someone else. So it's really been fun to watch how they respond to that. And is it really true, Barb, what Jesus said? uh, He was quoted in the book of Acts saying, it's better to give than to receive. Is that really true? Oh, absolutely. And you just hear story after story of how people are blessed by the time. You know, at the beginning, oftentimes I hear, man, I don't know if I have an hour a week to invest in someone. I I don't know if I can give up that time. I'm already so busy. And I tell people from experience that God will redeem that time in your life and in your schedule if you just make yourself available and will be willing to pour into someone else. It's an hour in the week that you don't even miss when it's over worth. And typically, you are so much more blessed than they are that you're excited and can't wait to go back the next week. So true, Barb. And I can tell you from a personal standpoint um, of all the testimonies that I hear of people that have experienced Revive, it's like, uh, and I hear about communities and they're continuing to share the gospel and they continually talk about people that came to know the Lord. But I'll be honest with you, Barb, it's the discipleship testimonies that excite me the most. Mm-hmm. And they say, hey, mm-hmm. I was walking with my disciple. We were meeting for X a number of days or whatever, weeks, and all of a sudden my disciple did this, or my disciple uh, shared the gospel, my disciple led this person, Lord, did these other things, and it's like, that is the greatest reward to me. That's the most encouraging piece, and I guess I would call it lasting fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like when you have a baby and you spend time trying to teach them to walk. When they take that first step, There's so much gratification in that, and the same holds true with your disciple. When you see that they're actually growing in the Lord, and they want to share their faith, and then after the time that you spend with them, your whole goal is to let them then turn around and invest their life in someone else. 
And when you see that happen, you feel like you've made a difference. And that's, that's really, really gratifying. And one thing I, I believe, Barb, that people don't really understand, and I love how you said this, your answer was, it's just the enemy. All those lies mm-hmm. that come at people, right? Well, you're not good enough. You're not this. You're not that. It's just lies. But here's the honest exactly. truth, Barb, and you've probably seen this. Other pe- Here's what you can say to a potential disciple maker. Do you realize that other people actually need you? Yes, for sure. So the answer is simple. Uh, You don't have to be perfect. Just rely on the one who is perfect and the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit living in you. That sounds like some advice that you would give, Barb. (laughs) Absolutely. That's, That's it on the head, Mark. I mean, you know, how do you get started? You pray. You ask God to open the door for someone. You make yourself available and, you know, you ask, you, you know, it just may be someone that you rub shoulders with and, you know, every day at work or on the job and you ask and see if they'd be interested in just doing life with you, spending some time helping each other, encouraging one another, and then don't give up. God's going to direct us to someone whose spiritual growth depends on our availability, our willingness and our help. Yeah, I think that's a very important key right there, Barb, is our availability, making ourselves available. Even if you get paired up or you attempt to disciple someone and it doesn't, for whatever reason, work out, I think if you Mm -hmm. just throw in the towel and walk away and say, that doesn't work, then God won't use you in that. But if you're open to the fact, Lord, I'm willing to disciple somebody, if you will help me, I guarantee you God will send more people across your path. Yes, he will. Yeah, stay true to the call, Barb. Would you say um, mm-hmm. this is what you would, what, some advice you would give them? Stay true to that call because all of us have been called to be disciple makers. Yep, and don't give up. They're out there. And maybe the first try at this isn't going to be successful. Maybe someone will fall away or decide they just don't have the time to spend with you or may not you know, want to any longer. But you've got to know that seeds are planted and you have to just trust that the Holy Spirit's going to cultivate those seeds and then send someone in the future to pick up where you left off. So, you know, you don't really need to take this all upon yourself. You know, you just need to be willing and available and ready and searching to be, you know, to be that, that helper to someone. That's so good, Barb. And I'll, I'll wrap up today's conversation with this testimony that I just read last week. And I mentioned how encouraging this is, but I was reading a testimony of a disciple maker that was meeting with another person for a few weeks. And they were saying how my desire for you is to get plugged into a local church and to follow Christ and get into his word and grow and learn and then duplicate or replicate that same thing. And he said that he lost touch with this person. And so a couple of years had passed. And then this person had ran into another person in that same community and said, hey, I'm just curious. I was was aware of this such and such a person. And I was introduced to them and we lost touch. And I said, you're from that area. Do you know anything about that person? And they said, oh, yeah, as a matter of fact, such and such got connected to this church and they are actually 
were attending a small group and now they're actually leading Bible studies and they are actually mm -hmm. leading others to Christ. And this person had not been connected with him for a couple of years. And yet that mm -hmm. a little amount of time that was sown into that life became a tree, a, a life-giving tree there. And what a testimony. How rewarding is that, Barb? Mm, absolutely. There's nothing better. There's nothing better than that. And you know, we were made to live relationally. Hmm. And if you'll be just be amazed at how the Lord blesses you through your obedience, it may be through a situation like you just described. It just may be that feeling of knowing that you're in God's will, that you're doing what he asked you to do. But we need to be in relationship with people. We need one another and we need help. We need to help one another grow in Christ. So if you do it, you will be blessed. I absolutely promise you that. That is so true, Barb. Unfortunately, our time is up. It just flies by always, every time. <laughs> Barb, I love to sit and chat with you about this, and I love it that the listeners can get to hear your heart and that heart for mm -hmm. discipleship. Man, I know I'm encouraged. I want to go and uh, be a better disciple maker myself, Barb, just sitting and chatting with you. Barb, thanks for taking the time, carving out of your busy schedule to sit and chat and to let the listeners hear what an important thing it is to disciple others in Jesus Christ. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, thank you, Barb. You've been listening to Time to Revive. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at shinefmohio.com. The Shine FM Podcast Network.